Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Episode 5 of Broadway Talks, where I sit down with Broadway stars and discuss the magic that is theater. In this episode, I'm with Andrew Autry, a current university student studying acting at the University of Michigan. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. How's your summer treating you so far? It's been okay. It's been crazy, obviously, with COVID and everything, but I've been able to stay a little bit busy and stay creative, too. Good. Good. I'm glad. So uh, for those of you who don't know, University of Michigan is ranked as the number one public university in the U.S. and is also consistently ranked as one of the top 10 performing arts schools in the country. So, Andrew, I just want to ask you, what was the audition process like for such a highly ranked and selective school? Yeah, the audition process. I remember um, the day of my audition, I was so nervous. I was like shaking and sweating, but um, the entire like faculty and I believe there was an alum outside the door who was helping to facilitate the audition process just was so welcoming. And I remember when I got inside um, the audition room um, and I was, I auditioned with the head of the department and she was just so welcoming. It felt like truly a lot of people say this when you walk into an audition room, but she really wanted to see me and everybody else who walked into that room succeed. And so I was definitely nervous at first, but they helped calm my nerves and make me and made me feel a lot better about it. Yeah, that sounds a little bit of pressure relieving, especially for such a tense situation. So did anything happen in the audition room that like they asked you to do that kind of threw you off or that's something you weren't expecting to happen? Um, Well, not specifically for um, Michigan. For my audition for Michigan, I brought in two monologues and then we kind of um, talked about them. Then we more talked about myself and the university, what I'm looking for as a student, um, a small little interview portion. And then she asked me if I had a third piece, um, which I did. And then I was able to do it. So it wasn't too crazy, but a couple of my other auditions, um, I had some schools ask me to take adjustments that I was not ready for. I know one school asked me if I could do my monologue as if I was um, a little child at a zoo or um, one school even asked me to do my monologue as if I was drunk. And so that was something I was definitely not ready for, but um, I was able to like take the adjustments and work with it. And I still had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that sounds important in the audition room. Mm-hmm. So what other schools did you end up applying to? So I applied for, well, when I went into my senior year, I was still kind of I guess, on the fence about what I would um, pursue. And so I applied for a couple schools for academics, but for theater and acting, I applied to Michigan, Carnegie, NYU, Ithaca and Juilliard, and then a film school in LA. And then how did their audition process kind of differ from Michigan's or, or was there even any difference between the two or multiple? Yeah, so I um, auditioned at LA, or not LA, New York Unifieds. And if you don't know, Unifieds are kind of just like um, a weekend where a bunch of schools and programs will rent out a hotel or like a space in a major city. 
I think they do it in Chicago, LA, and New York. And a bunch of schools will just come. And so you can go there and audition for multiple schools at once. So I did most of my auditions that weekend in New York. And um, it was definitely a crazy weekend because it's a lot of like doing this audition, then running to another one. And like, just like being able to, I guess, just being flexible to whatever every school will give you. And so, yeah. So uh, you said that uh, when you were going into your senior year, you weren't 100% sure that acting was what you wanted to pursue. So has going to Michigan kind of solidified that kind of like you were on the fence? So has that kind of solidified your decision of kind of going into this industry and this business? Yeah, so I definitely, I guess what I was trying to say is I, I knew that theater was what I wanted to do and acting was what I wanted to do, but I didn't always think it was like feasible or attainable. And so I kind of wanted like safeties. Um, and so, because like any school for theater is just so competitive and you never really know what a school is looking for. And so um, one, uh, the reason I really loved Michigan and I chose going to Michigan is because I felt like I could be so much more than just an actor which is what I always wanted to be. And I think at Michigan, there's a huge emphasis on on um, just like versatility and doing so much more than just, I guess, your one thing. Um, and so that has even made me feel more comfortable with this and want, want me and made me want to like, just go for this and do it even more, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's just one thing that I love about this school. So what is it like studying at University of Michigan? What types of opportunities do you have available to you and how can you utilize them, especially in this upcoming um, semester where they might be pursuing a hybrid program of a partially online and partially in person? How can you kind of utilize the new opportunities they'll be bringing you? Yeah, so well, with, with the university being, um, well, with it being like, a, I guess, a university as opposed to a conservatory. Um, you were still required to take um, other academic courses and courses outside of our major. And they're still, they're very rigorous courses. And so, um, <clears throat> sorry. So when having to take those courses, it forces you to be academically um, challenged while also being artistically challenged. So I think for me and for a lot of people actually, what I really love about the acting program is like everybody is more than just an actor. Um, and I've come in contact with so many people who um, want to write their own stuff, whether it's songwriting or playwriting or film writing or people who just want to um, direct or create or produce. Um, there are just so many people who are taking advantage of the other opportunities. So people getting um, minors or double majors or just like utilizing the other opportunities within the university to fuel their art. And so I know for me personally, I want a double minor. I want to um, minor in performing arts management and kind of use my art to create something of my own. I'm not sure what that might be yet. Um, but then I also want to minor in social justice. Um, and I want to find a way to use my art to create change and a society that really, really needs that right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any kind of ideas of what you might want to do with that social justice? 
Um, I mean, right now, I'm not sure yet. Um, right now, I'm kind of just taking the courses and seeing where that can lead. But I know um, I definitely want to um, use that minor or that knowledge to go into underprivileged and underrepresented um, areas and communities that may not have um, exposure to theater and help help theater and the arts be more accessible there. Um, so that's one thing that I'm thinking of, but I also do really want to um, perform and create professionally too. So I don't know, I'm kind of just going with the flow, seeing where it goes and stuff like that. Yeah. And so you said that there are people studying acting at University of Michigan who have so many different interests, like you said, screenwriting, playwriting, all of that. So as a student who's majoring in acting, do you still have opportunities to direct a show or to write a play for another production? Like, do you still have opportunities to go outside your concentration? Yeah, what I love so much about the university is like, anybody can do anything really. And like, you're not confined by your major. And so um, though I've gotten a lot of opportunities, well, my first year was cut short because of COVID, but um, even in the time that I was there, I had so many opportunities to act and perform. I also had so many opportunities to do so much more. Um, so I could, there's a student organization called Basement Arts where um, students can direct their own shows or be in, even if you're an actor, you can be in a musical. If you're an MT, you can be in a play. Um, or there's um, blank space where you can bring your own work and they'll produce original student works and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's so many student orgs where you have the opportunity to do whatever and anything that you would like to do. So yeah, there's just, there's so many resources and opportunities. You just got to know, um, you just have to be willing to advocate for yourself and willing to take those opportunities when they come. Yeah. So what productions have you been a part of so far in, in your time at University of Michigan? Yeah, so my, so the first semester freshmen are not really allowed to audition for anything. It's kind of supposed to help you transition into the whole college um, realm, I guess, because it is definitely a lot different than high school. And so the first semester I wasn't able to audition for anything, but the first half of my first semester, or of my second semester, before everything happened, I was able to be a part of um, a play, um, Lord of the Flies. It was really, Very really awesome. Show. Yeah, um, and I loved, it was directed by James Harbaugh, and he had such an awesome vision for it. Um, and it kind of took the whole like, you know, children on an island kind of thing and just like juxtaposed it to the world that we're in right now. And so that was really awesome. And um, I was, I did have the opportunity to be in a short film, but then COVID happened. And so it wasn't able to be executed, but I'm hoping once things get better and we get fully on campus and we can, we're able to create and stuff like that, I can get back to working with these people that I love and just doing what I love. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, you mentioned before that you were um, planning on pursuing a double minor and you said you had friends pursuing double majors and just everything under the sun. So how easy would you say it is or how should I say um, flexible is your schedule to allow people to take on another major or a dual degree 
or another minor? Like, how does your schedule permit that? Mm -hmm. So it definitely takes a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of um, sitting down and being like, can I handle this course load with um, this semester of my um, theater and acting courses or will it be too much? Um, it definitely, so our curriculum does build it in. We have, we are required to take classes outside of the School of Music, Theater and Dance. And so what a lot of people do is because we are required to take classes outside of our major, they kind of gear those classes towards a potential minor or a double major. Double majors are definitely a lot harder, but um, yeah. a potential minor, if that makes sense. And so, of yeah, it takes a lot of discipline, I would say, a lot of sitting down and just like realizing that I am going to be taking out a lot of work and I have to be willing to prioritize one thing and I have to be willing to just kind of just be willing to give myself fully to it. Yeah. yeah. And does the school give support, you could say, to the students, like in any way who are planning on pursuing like another course, another major, another minor, all of that? Yeah, for sure. We always like are talking to our advisors who, um, and I mean, our the head of our department for the acting program is always encouraging us to take classes outside of um, theater because I mean for me the reason why I love that so much um, and I think it really depends on every single person and I think it's why I believe like there's no such thing as like the perfect school or the top school for anybody it really depends on you but when I was going through the college audition process one of um, I guess a mentor of mine she told me that in order to study theater you have to study the world because theater is a reflection of the world and so for me, that's kind of really put a lot of stuff into perspective. And so for me, when I get the opportunity to, I think for a lot of people too, when we get the opportunity to take classes outside of SMTD and our major, it kind of fuels our art in a way. And so, yeah, the department is really supportive of it. Um, they find ways to make it work with our curriculum. Um, and they're always finding ways to help us like overlay our credits. So sometimes a theater history course can count for maybe like an English, English credit or something like that. And so, yeah, they are very supportive and very willing to. Yeah, I guess that's really important for a lot of people who have so many different interests at your school. Cause I know a lot of schools, for example, Carnegie Mellon, they explicitly say on their website that it's really, really hard to take on another major, even a minor, if you're pursuing a musical theater degree. So did you know that you were gonna be pursuing a minor or did you know that you'd have the intention to do a minor when you were entering the school or applying? Yes and no. I mean, I always had other interests, but I didn't know it would take um, place as a minor. I guess I always thought like when I go to college, I will be able to explore a lot of things, but I thought, I guess when I was going into um, the college audition process, I didn't always think it was feasible to take on another major. I always thought like, because a lot of schools and like a lot of um, programs are very like conservatory, like this is all you're doing, like this is all you can do. And which I do understand because like our theater courses, our acting training, is a lot and with rehearsals and all of that and our practicums 
it's a lot to take on a minor as is. And so I do understand where like a lot of schools are coming from um, when they say to focus on your theater courses. And there are some people at Michigan who choose to do that too. Um, but I think it all comes down to you as a person and what you're willing to take on and what you're willing to, um, I guess, what you're willing to explore, if that makes sense. And let's say the world was as it was six months ago before this whole COVID and everything. Do you, if it was like that, would you have kind of an idea of what you wanted to pursue after graduation? What area of the entertainment industry you wanted to go into? Mm -hmm. Well, I, so obviously things change now with COVID and everything, but I guess if I were, if we were where we were six months ago, I guess I would be, I'm definitely leaning more towards wanting to do film and television, but um, I also, I want to be open to any opportunity possible. So I think what I really love about um, my training right now is that I get to, even though I am studying acting, I'm getting to work on um, my voice and work on dancing, take on taking dancing courses and all that, and getting to just get, um, I guess, an interdisciplinary training and being able to do so many things. So I definitely would want to do, go into film and television and maybe even like write and create my own work, um, whether it's on the stage or in the medium of film and television. But I also want to be open to any opportunity that comes. So whether it's in New York or LA or Chicago, I just, I think that's always been my, my whole thing is like being open to whatever door comes my way. And so, yeah, though it is, Though it's kind of like my preference to want to do um, film just because like that's where like it seems like the industry is going towards. I really, I think I'd be open to anything. And so you said you wanted to create your own work. So would you want to create it in the sense of like directing, in the sense of writing it, or in what aspect do you want to create it? I really, I think I just want to do it all. I think what I've really... A triple um, threat. <laughs> just everything, I guess. Um, when I, um, more, the more I've been like researching about this industry, the more I've learned like you have to be willing to create a space for yourself. You can't just wait for other people to write a role for you, especially like as a Black actor. I, I just, I can't sit and just wait for somebody to write a role because sometimes, I mean, the industry, I think we're seeing with everything going on right now with um, the, the Dear White American Theater, that was so eye-opening for me because it made me realize like, as um, an actor of color, you have to be willing to advocate for yourself. You have to be willing to break barriers and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to make yourself be seen in this industry. And so I really look up to um, Issa Rae. Um, I don't know if you've, she wrote um, Insecure, which is now on HBO and is being nominated for Emmys and all this stuff. And I love um, Terrell Alvin McCraney and Jordan Peele, who are all, yeah, Black actors and directors and writers who are just making a space for themselves and being unapologetically themselves. And so I really look up to them and I want to be able to 
kind of do what they do, whether it's directing my own piece, writing my own piece, starring in it. I, I want to, I want to just try it all, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's really amazing. Um, could you explain to me a little bit more what a Dear White American Theater is and what it represents? Yeah, so um, from my understanding of it, um, during the whole, so when the Black Lives Matter movement started to, um, I guess, take, come to the surface more or be more pre precedent um, in American society following um, the death of George Floyd and a bunch of um, racial injustices that took place in America, it kind of started to shed light on a lot of racism that was taking place, not only in the form of police br brutality, but in our system as a whole. So what in our entertainment industry, in our educational system, and all of it. And so um, a lot of um, Black artists within the entertainment industry, um, a lot of them theater, but also within film, film and television, got together and created I believe it was a letter to, and they titled it um, Dear White American Theater. And it was just a letter of a bunch of their experiences, a bunch of grievances, and just a lot of, I, it was truly an open letter to the, the entertainment industry, showing and shedding light on a lot of um, injustices that take place. And it was kind of just saying like, we're not gonna take this anymore and you're gonna appreciate us for who we are through and through. Um, and you're going to see us for who we are. And so that's kind of my understanding of it. I'm still reading up on it, learning about it more, but um, it featured a lot of great artists, like the ones I mentioned before, and um, big names like Cynthia Rivo and who else? I'm trying to think, a lot of, big names like Cynthia Revo and, oh, I can't find it. Oh, it was okay, called yeah. We See You White American Theater. Okay. But yeah, so that's kind of what it was all about. Yeah, so I, I read up on it too, and I, I totally agree. I think, I think just the message they were spreading was really, it, it was just important and it was needed at this time. Mm -hmm. And so you said you wanted, um, at the beginning of this interview, you said you wanted to use your art and use the form of theater to kind of um, make some change. So is do you see this kind of inspiring you, this whole movement going, um, becoming more precedent right now and just everything that's going on, do you kind of see it as an inspiration to some sort of projects that you could create and end up um, e executing? Yeah, I think, um, I think this whole movement actually um, kind of wanted, inspired me to take on a second minor because before I just wanted to focus on like, I guess the business, the business of the arts aspect. But then um, with the whole, with everything going on, I just realized how important it is for us as actors to also be activists and to use our platform to create change. Because I see a lot of like celebrities and artists who have such a huge platform and such a huge following who are using their, their, I guess, their influence to do so much more. And I think that made me want to, to, do, to do more than just act. And so for me, I've been taking this time to kind of 
write my own like short films and stuff like that, that I'm hoping to, um, once I get back to campus and COVID kind of hopefully gets better, I'm able to get a team together and produce some of it um, and just bring some of these visions to life. So yeah, they're really, it's been a really inspiring time for me and I'm trying to channel all my emotions into something, something more. So would you tell me more about um, the process of how you would start kind of your own film or your own project at University of Michigan? Like what kind of steps do you have to take to make it happen? Yeah, so I it really depends what you're trying to create. I think if um, you are, for me, if I'm trying to bring a short film to life, uh, we have this program called the Excel um, the Excel program. And they give a lot of funding to students who want to create their own work or want to go out and find internships or in opportunities, but may not be able to financially. Um, because like, as a college student, you're not always like, have all the money in the world, right? Because you're still paying for like, tuition and all that. So um, Excel helps with funding for helping to bring a project to life. And so you could also do that if you wanted to create your own play. And so I guess you would, after you've written it um, and you've gotten a team together, you would approach Excel and be like, hey, I'm trying to um, get this project together. Would I be able to receive funding for this, this, and that? Um, and you would kind of have to write a proposal and sit down with some of them and talk to them about, I guess, where your inspiration is coming from, what you need the money from. And if you're able to get a grant, then you could work with a student org. Like, um, And sometimes you can go directly to these student orgs like Basement Arts and to Blank Space and the other ones. And they'd be able to fund your project and help you get a team together, like a director, um, a producer, designers. They'd, be, they'd help get a whole team together and then um, help you kind of get the logistics of it kind of figured out. Then you can have um, an audition where you can find actors, get a group of actors together, um, talk about your vision, what you want it to be, and then kind of start your own your own process, I guess. So I, I haven't been able to do it myself, but um, from what I've heard, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of just like you taking, an initi you taking the initiative, but then the university and the student organizations just giving you the support to do it. So yeah, I'm excited to hopefully be able to do it on my own and get a group of friends together and just bring the magic of theater together. Yeah, I know that sounds really interesting. It sounds like University of Michigan is really kind of wanting their students to go out and take initiative on their own. They don't really want just students going to classes and going back to their dorms. So it sounds yeah. like a place with a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, that's, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what it is. And I think a lot of um, a lot of programs are the same way too. It's, you can't just like call yourself an actor after just like taking a couple acting classes. Like you have to put it into motion and you have to like, um, experience it for yourself, you know? And so I think that's really what it is, is just kind of not just learning about it, but doing it and creating it and just doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I want to move a little bit away from college now, and I want to learn more mm-hmm. about you as an actor. So where did this all start? Like, where did this whole journey of you wanting to be in the business, like what kind of fueled that at the beginning? Yeah, so I I got into, I guess, the whole like acting theater thing in fifth grade when we had a talent show. And um, we did a little like skit from, at the time there was this like, video that was so popular on YouTube. It was called Bunk Weekly. And um, I I just, I don't know how we even got our group together, but we we all got together. We were like, we want to do it. We want to be in this talent show. What should we do? And we all were like, let's do, let's recreate this video. And so the group of, um, I forgot how many of us were there, but we just kind of like took this skit and made it into like um, a a physical thing. I don't know. We just kind of put it together for our talent show. And then ever since then, I just really love theater and I've been doing plays and musicals ever since then. And so through middle school and high school, I did a lot of um, musicals and plays um, and just, I guess ever since then, I couldn't really stop. And I really fell in love with it. So yeah. So you said you've done a ton of shows. So what's kind of been your favorite show out of all of this? It could be college, high school, your fifth grade mm-hmm. talent show. Like what was that one <laughs> show which you really, really love to do? Uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite shows I've gotten to be a part of was um, my senior year of high school, we did um, Bright Star and we got the opportunity, our high school um, got the opportunity to be the first to put on the high school version of bright star and so we got the script of it and we got to like um i guess kind of tweak it to be accessible for other high schools and i just loved it because it was such like a collaborative process and we got to take the production from our high school and then perform it at other colleges and we even got to take it to the international thespian festival and we got to um perform on the, um, it's called the lead stage in Lincoln, Nebraska, where a lot of like Broadway touring companies go through. And so it was just awesome getting to share that show with a bunch of thespians and theater artists. And so, yeah, I just, I really love that show, Bright Star. It's so beautifully written and the music is even more beautiful. Oh, was this the summer um, of 2019? where you went to the, because actually some of my friends from my high school, they went to the International Thespian Festival and the other day, they were actually talking about how much they liked the performance of Bright Star there without me knowing about your school or anything. So that's really funny. I didn't, I didn't make the connection until now. That's, that's really cool. So you must've done a good job for them to be talking about it a year later. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I love about um, ITF and the International Thespian Festival is like you literally get to come in contact with like um, theater lovers from literally all over the world. And so that's just that was just such a great week being there. And I it's sad that we um, that this year has to be online because of COVID, but hopefully it can be back in person so other students can get the opportunities that um, I was fortunate enough to have because it's it's just so awesome and so yeah yeah so we talked about your past roles which you've loved so now what is your dream role now I put this in quotes like quote-unquote dream role because it doesn't have to be 
stage. It doesn't have to be film. It can be anything. It can be behind the scenes. It can be in front of the camera on the stage. Like, what is that one project where if somebody told you you could do it right now? Like, what would that be? And you just like grab it and do it. Yeah, I. I think for me, I would love to love to love to work with um, Jordan Peele. Um, I like all his stuff is all his. I've been watching him since um, Key and Peele on YouTube. And I just I love how he has managed to rebrand himself from like just like a comic actor to like creating all these like beautiful, like not just like horror films, but just such beautiful pieces of art that are such so intricate and such um that have such deeper deeper context to it and so i would love to work with jordan peele whether it's i would love to be to be in a film of his as an actor but i would also love to help write something of his um or help to produce or just i just kind of just learn from him i guess and also like i mentioned earlier terrell alvin mccraney i would love to be in one of his one of his plays or one of his um, films. When I saw Moonlight and Choir Boy, those two plays just like really hit such a nerve for me and kind of really inspired me as an artist and made me just like want to keep doing this and wanted, it just, it made me feel like there was a space for me. And so I want to, I want to keep doing that and I want to do that for someone else. So I think my dream, dream, dream would be to work with one of those two, um, one of those two people, and I'm not sure exactly what role, but I just know those two people are a goal that mm-hmm. I people I really look up to. And I think so, for yeah. so many people as well, like they've been, they've inspired a lot of people over the yeah. years. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so final question: Do you have any advice for people? who want to pursue a degree in theater, whether it's University of Michigan specific or just generally, do you have any advice for people going to college auditions or just in the future who want to get a degree in theater? Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is to really put yourself first and realize that I guess you are the, I hate to put it this way, but you are the commodity and so you should prioritize your fir- yourself first and not the university or the program. And so I feel like a lot of students go into like the college audition process or like the, um, they go into the in- entertainment industry with this idea that they, they're looking for, that a university, oh, I wanna get to this university or this university, but they don't even consider what would work best for themselves. And so I think, for any student that wants to pursue this, I think you should really just sit down and ask yourself, why do I want to do this? What do I want out of a school? After my four years, who do I want to be and what skills do I want to have? And then find a university or a conservatory that fits that. And so and so really be open to whatever and don't put yourself in this box or um, kind of, I guess this is very, ironic of me to say, but just realize that there is really no top program. It's really what is up, what works best for you. And so I just, I wish every young artist, every young theater maker that is going into this industry would not 
beat themselves up over like the labels of like a, a program or university that's ranked number one or ranked whatever. I think students just have to be willing to to know that what you you make the best of your training. The training doesn't make you. And so you could go to a top university and not gain anything from it. And so it really, I guess what I'm trying to say is prioritize yourself and be willing to um, just be willing to go somewhere where you feel like you fit in best. So yeah. yeah that's a great piece of advice. Well, that's a wrap. So thank you so much for joining me today, Andrew. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome getting to talk to you. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. So look out for episode six airing next Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.